George Kritikos here to talk to you about the Player Raider podcast. Along with co-host Ryan McDowell, we leverage the DLF player valuation tools and help inform you on your dynasty roster strategies. Whether you're joining a new startup, rebuilding a team, or maybe you're just not quite at contention level yet, we help you understand player values and how to really drive your team forward as dynasty owners. Tune in and enjoy the show. Football.com and a DLF family of podcasts. That's James the Brain. I tried to warn you guys to sell Josh Gordon, and now look, now look. That's Travis the Beard. <laughs> hey guys, why don't you ever see elephants hiding in trees? Because oh. they're really good at it. <laughs> These are getting better. I gotta give you that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am John, advice in 30 minutes, or it's free, Hogue, and this is the Superflex Super Show. The SFB9 Satellite League is full and drafting now, but fear not. It's Listener League Part 2 time. This time we're looking for competitors for a three-division dynasty league, and not just any dynasty league. Quick shout out to Tom Kislingberry at Tom Degenerate on Twitter and host of DLF's Read and React IDP podcast for coming up with this awesome format, The Vampire League. The Super Show hosts will be the vampires, and if you lose to the vampire, you lose a starter to them as they gain power with each win. The league ends when a vampire wins a championship. In the meantime, keep the vampires from gaining power on your way to creating the dominant dynasty and your chance to win awesome prizes from the Super Flex Super Show. It's first come, first served, but priority will be given for ratings and reviews. So give us those ratings, give us those reviews, and hit us up to enter now. Before we get to your unsurprising headline of the week, though, we've got to do something a little different because we have an awesome guest. We have the distinct honor and privilege of welcoming in the main man at 2QBs.com and 4for4.com. He's at 2QBFFB on Twitter and the sole proprietor of the Alex Smith spin machine, Mr. 2QB himself, Sal Stefanelli. So let's bring him in now. Sal, so good to have you on the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on, guys. This is the the Superflex Super Friends Hour right now. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and you always have a home here of where we can uh, we can talk quarterbacks and uh, probably overdo it on Alex Smith. Even we're 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 okay with that here. As long as the uh, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. As long as the mini fridge is stocked with kombucha, I'll be uh, kicking around on the couch for as long as you'll have me. There you go. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, so uh, now that we've got Sal in here, we can involve him. So let's uh, go ahead and do the unsurprising headline of the week with Travis Abeard. 
this unsurprising headline of the week needs a little bit of uh, some backstory. So I've got a separate headline first, but it's not the actual unsurprising headline. Um, so the first one, uh, Ravens OC Marty Morningweg said after Sunday's training camp practice that first round pick Lamar Jackson is, quote unquote, way ahead of the curve. And then it go, goes to talk about how he's shown accelerated improvement, blah, blah, blah. So my unsurprising headline, uh, Ravens OC Martin, Marty Morningweg said Sunday that Joe Flacco has shown improved movement ability early in training camp. Yeah, dude, he's running for his job. <laughs> this guy is this guy is coming up behind him and, you know running all over the place and Joe Flacco all of a sudden moves a little bit better by, you know, in the pocket. Um, I just thought that was hilarious. Is that him just moving quicker to the bench? Ooh. <laughs> oh, there it is. The ball is it moving a whole lot be. quicker to the defense. Um, so the, so a reporter noted that Joe Flacco sprinted 20 yards after a run pass option play. That's the headline. That's what, <laughs> that's, um, that's our awesome Joe Flacco news for the day. Is that a, uh, a Joe Flacco news update or somebody watching me work out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, is that more of, of like, should we, should we be impressed by Flacco with that? Or should we be worried about the defense or allowing him to run 20 yards? I've seen Flacco run. Have you allowed him to run 20 <laughs> yards? And I'm worried. I'm worried about that defensive unit. I don't know. Good point. Good point. I think we need to be impressed by the beat writers who <laughs> handed in that story without <laughs> without rolling their eyes or without wondering where what's going on. Do you think they this lightly jogged life. up and down the sideline to ask him questions while he was running? <laughs> they just <laughs> sprint alongside him, carrying yeah. like a camera and a notepad and everything else, and they just keep up with him, just step for step backwards backpedaling you know yeah. joe joe how's it feel to be this mobile <laughs> oh man. he was actually just trying to chase after lamar jackson physically but lamar jackson was already out like getting in his car <laughs> yeah doing his crazy spin moves that the beat reporters were excited about or was that morning wig that was excited about that Someone said like someone said like in practice he was doing like these spin moves to elude the defenders. <laughs> <laughs> like like we knew the athleticism was there and he didn't have to show it off in like meaningless football, but we know now. <laughs> spin move. There it is. All right. So we've got a couple things to get to here. Uh first of all, I mean we're gonna have an awesome format to this show. Um, very, uh, and it's very uh, slanted towards what we all know and love about Sal. <laughs> so, but before that, we've got to talk about this draft guide, man. Uh, so, two QBs dot com just just released this two uh, QB and Superflex draft guide for the twenty eighteen season. Two hundred twenty one pages. Can you tell us what all what all we can expect to get out of that and? Uh, um, anything else that, that you think that uh, potential consumers of this guide need to need to know? We're yeah, like also we're giving one away, John. What's that? We're also giving one away. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we'll get to that part too. We're giving we're giving one of these guides away. Like you mentioned, it's uh, the 2018 2QB Superflex Draft Guide. It's the uh, second annual version. Last year we released the first one, and it came from this idea that we had over 2QBs about how 
there was like no draft guide ever that was directed towards the two QB superflex market. Just how there wasn't really that much fantasy football content in general that was tailored to two QB superflex leagues, even just like a few years ago when I first started writing. And we're like, we have um, a, like a great set of writers on staff. We um, have like a great network of writers we can contact in the industry. Let's see what we can come up with in terms of putting a draft guide just for two quarterback and super flex leagues. So last year was the first one. We decided we didn't enjoy uh, all the pain <laughs> that came with editing a massive draft guide on just as a two person team last year. So we thought, well, let's do it again and let's make it even bigger this year. So as you mentioned earlier, it's 221 pages. We have um, redraft, 2QB, Superflex draft strategy. We have a Dynasty draft strategy article, which is written by a DLF friend of ours, uh, Jeff Miller. We have a Superflex DFS primer. FanDuel did some Superflex DFS last year, so we want to make sure just in case that came back. We have... Pete Manzanelli, if anybody knows Pete Manz on Twitter, (laughs) one of the funniest accounts using cryptocurrency lessons to to QB auctions, which, I mean, Greg and I, like Greg I'm referring to as Greg Smith, the other co-founder of 2QBs, we asked Pete Overzet to write a Pete Manz article for us last year, and we actually had people emailing us like, is this serious? Like, why is this in your draft guide? Like, <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, what am I reading right now? Is this a joke? First off, yes, that is a joke. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we decided to bring him back again. We have, you know, Greg is one of like, I think he's one of the best fantasy football rankers in the industry. Like that man puts a lot of hours into his rankings process. So we have three different rankings cheat sheets from him. We have a strength of schedule heat map from Connor Allen. We, one of my favorite articles is from Jordan Hoover who writes over at Rotoviz where he looks at like late round quarterbacks who are in like really good offenses that have like weapons in the early round of fantasy drafts and like who you should target late based off of that early round offensive <clears throat> weaponry. That's always a great article. We got breakout candidates from Peter Howard. Um, like this thing is packed. One of my favorite features is the uh, 12 team Superflex mock draft recap where I try and ask all my best friends in the industry to come mock with us. And then we ask them a bunch of questions later on. It's not your typical re- mock draft recap as it's like almost 30 pages of Q&A answers. So like if you ever wanted to know how people that in the industry who like you read their content or listen to their podcast all the time would draft in a super flex. This is for you. And then we just have like, we have 60 quarterback capsules that has scouting reports, fantasy outlooks, past fantasy stats, um, projections again from Connor Allen. Um, we got some awesome artwork from, I'm going to say and assume he's a friend of your podcast, Jake Anderson on Twitter, NFL draft talker who pretty much makes everybody's AVIs nowadays. <laughs> uh, like he did a really great job with the cover is really cool. And like, yeah, just, it's just like, I, I could honestly talk about the amount of content in this draft guide for hours. Yeah. Sal, uh, James here, the, the draft guide is fantastic. The, the, the names that you got, the, uh, the amount of contribution, the amount of information that's in there really separates it. T- tell me real quick, just uh, just what what your thought process was with coming up with this guide and kind of the information that you provided. It definitely isn't traditional 
Um, you guys have a lot of articles um, right at the beginning there. And uh, there's even one uh, from from uh, Carter that uh, um, that was that was really, really interesting uh, to me. Um, but the articles in the beginning just just kind of worked me uh, w- work through that process and let me know kind of what you were thinking when you uh, when you guys kind of green whited some of those articles that uh, that are in there because they're definitely different than anything I've read in a draft guide. Right. So our thought process, Greg and I, is like, what would we want to read in a draft guide? Like, what kind of content would we want to read? What kind of content? One would be helpful to us when we're preparing for our 2QB or Superflex leagues. Whether we're new to the format or we're experienced in the format, we wanted to make sure we were able to hit on all target demographics. And, like, you might find some content in this arc, like, say, you don't find in other draft guides, because we also like to have fun. Like, we want to make sure, like, when there's 221 pages, like, if you're reading just, like, stat after stat after stat after stat, like, it's pretty easy to just, like, gloss over the page and just scroll down. It's like, okay, I'm done with this article. So we want to make sure we had some, like, lively content. So I mentioned the Pete Manzanelli article. We have this um, Sunday Ticket Enjoyability Index by Gianna... No, that's not how you say it. Gianna Pacinelli, mm-hmm. uh, which basically, like, it was Greg's idea. It's like, hey, Zach Lowe of ESPN does this thing where he does, like, the NBA League Pass rankings, where he ranks, like, the most fun offenses to watch on NBA League Pass. I'm like, well, there's nothing like that about football, I don't think. So why don't we do that for the NFL? And then also can kind of touch on, like, which offenses will be the most fun, like, which quarterbacks will be the most fun to watch. And it's just another way to kind of like break up the statistical heavy content. Were you in the war room when the two QBs team were making the decision to include the 221st page uh, of the Luke Falk profile? Or keep it to 220 pages. It's it's funny you it's funny you ask that. Like those are based off of Greg's ranking. So if you want some behind this like a behind the scene outtake here, he wasn't the original QB 60 in the rankings. Uh, Greg Ooh. had Greg had 65 quarterbacks ranked, and we're going back and forth with like, is that is that too many? Should we limit it to like a specific number? Because we're going to be updating it every month. And so we're like, well, let's just settle on an arbitrary number of 60. And in the first set of rankings, it was actually JT Barrett. And like in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning of the offseason, there was a little bit of heat around JT Barrett. Like, no, he's signed with the Saints as an undrafted free agent. We're thinking like maybe down the line, he could be someone who is of value. Because in two quarterback or super flex leagues, as we all know, every quarterback matters. Like, you need to know every quarterback depth chart. You need to know who's a QB one this week, who's a QB two this week, even who's like who's on the practice squad, like who might get called up. And like he was in a good situation because that New Orleans Saints offense, as you know, if you Drew Brees goes down, you don't know who might end up being the actual QB two. So we're like, well, JT Barrett. And then we got into the offseason. There wasn't as much hype on JT Bear and Greg is on the Luke Falk train. So he's like, I'm gonna I'm cutting JT Bear and I'm putting in Luke Falk. Wow. <laughs> I did not expect there to actually be a war room to make it where you guys were making that decision. That is amazing. I like it. I like it. Good story behind that too. Very interesting. All right. So the last obvious question for you, Sal, other than the copy that we're giving away, how can people get it get their hands on this uh on this draft guide? A very good question, and I think it's the most important question of this podcast. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, if you go to we'll our website, see about that. 
<laughs> I've, I've got some pizza related questions for you that I think you're going to talk that Smith one. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you go to our website, two QBs.com on the, in the menu, we have a link that says two QB draft guide. You can click on that. We have a huge ass banner where we just like, it was like, Hey, look at us. We're attention seekers. Click on this picture. And which will take you to the page to buy it. And there's an actual like a link in there with really big white letters that says click here to buy. And if you want the exact URL, you can get it at 2qbs.com slash product slash 2018-2qb-draft-guide. But yeah, just go to 2qbs.com and you'll see the huge ass <laughs> banner on the front page. Nice. And it's I'm glad nice. you included that URL. That's definitely how I'm going to access it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so it's $19.99. And uh, tell us about the charity as well. Yeah, um, like last year, we donated a dollar of every draft guide sold to the uh, National Coalition Against Domestic Violence um, based on draft guide sales, donations from writers. We raised almost $1,400 for charity last year. And uh, this year, it's it's basically doubled. So 10% of every draft guide, so basically two bucks, so double what last year's total was will again be donated to the national coalition against domestic violence nice so it's going to a good cause as as well as helping you win your uh your two qb and super flex <laughs> leagues this year so yeah get your hands on a copy as soon as you can it's it costs 11.06 cents per page so <laughs> oh, it's pretty whoa. darn cheap there's yeah our, that's next to nothing there's our uh our statistical <laughs> prowess coming out um yeah yeah so and we'll tell you right now how to get your free copy from the superflex super show so here's your chance to win a free copy of that superflex 2qbs draft guide here's the deal next week we celebrate our 50th episode and our one year anniversary with some very special guests and we're celebrating by answering listener questions Tweet, DM, or email us your questions for that episode. That's at SuperFlexShow on Twitter. Or email SuperFlexSuperShow at gmail.com. And the best question, as determined by us, will receive this free copy of the 2QB Draft Guide. So fire your questions at us. Tune in for the 50th episode celebration. And check out all of the great things going on at 2QBs.com. The athletic profile of that draft guide is in the top 99th percentile, Travis. So, Ooh, I, I like it a lot then. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> I think you guys should just write all the uh, promotional materials for the draft guide on Twitter. Done. <laughs> yeah. For the low, low price of 11.06 cents per page, this draft guide can be yours. I really hope I did my math right because I'm going to have people – in my mentions if i didn't <laughs> yeah. it's 11.08 travis gosh <laughs> we're going to do math all right so let's jump into the meat no pun intended of this episode we're gonna call this pizza box wisdom with sal and uh hopefully this can be a becoming a reoccurring segment every time sal comes on the show with us but um, for those who don't know, the, the absolute best thing on Twitter, not just fantasy football, just period, is uh, Sal's fantasy advice by the slice, where he's handing out fantasy advice with every slice of pizza sold at his parents' pizza shop. It, it, in fact, it started to turn into 
you know, possibly another future endeavor for Sal, the the idea of possibly starting to put this on actual pizza boxes, which may have been somewhat tongue in cheek, but either way, it was an it was the best thing on Twitter to follow this to follow your timeline um, with the uh, uh, the advice by the slice. So um, we're gonna piggyback off of that a little bit before before we can get into that, Sal. We've got to ask you about just the idea for this. Because basically, oh, go ahead. Oh no, yeah, after you. I was gonna say basically boredom trying to come <laughs> up with like something funny to post on Twitter, which I found in my experience, I'll get more engagement with like content that's not as serious versus <laughs> content that like, hey, this could help you win your leagues. Like, God, no, I don't care. I can read that anywhere. <laughs> Versus like, oh, hey, this is funny. Let's like, let's see what else this guy's got going on. <laughs> well, so in the theater, in my mind, this is like all day, every day, just like handing out slips of paper with fantasy advice, you know, hanging off of a plate, a paper plate with a piece of pizza on it. And, uh, I, and it just gets me thinking and wondering, you know, how judicious are you with giving out this advice? Like, how do you determine, like, do you see an old lady come in and order a, you know, a slice of pizza and you're like, you know, she looks like she could use some advice on a late round running back sleeper. Here's Naheem Hines for you. Or this dude bro with a spiky hair wasting our time ordering just a normal slice of cheese pizza looks like he's going to draft Aaron Rodgers with the first overall pick in his draft let's let's set him straight and and guide him towards Alex Smith so how are those decisions made who how do you determine who gets uh who gets what piece of advice I wish I could say I was smart enough to plan it that far in advance <laughs> in my head, but really it's what's happening in the news that day or what article I read earlier or what podcast I listened to or what people are tweeting about. And just whenever I have enough time to just scribble a bunch of gibberish that nobody can read, because <laughs> it can get pretty busy there. And it's just only three of us, me and my parents. It's, it's their pizza place. I'm just there helping for the summer. And I'm just trying to find ways to just like, as I mentioned earlier, just beat the boredom of what it's like cutting pizza slices or putting pizzas in a box. And because that can get pretty mundane. And I'm like, well, let's let me see what I can do to spice this up for my own enjoyment. <laughs> And so, like, I, if I'm, like, reading, like, I tweeted out, or not, <laughs> see, like, I mean, we're all online, but um, I was reading JJ's, who you guys had on last last episode, um, his Superflex article on Number Fire. I'm like, well, I was reading this article, this is on my mind, uh, let me just write this down on a piece of paper. <laughs> and <clears throat> so, like, what you, what most people know is, like, pizza boxes are pretty big ours are about 14 inches so that's like a lot of white space like i can just go on and on and on and you can put a whole mock draft on that <laughs> yeah I, I you know what that's a pretty good idea I think I will. <laughs> but like um at first like the advice was small quick and then i'm like well hey i can just keep going and going and going and i have so much room like let's just see where this takes me sal how much would the draft guide cost on pizza boxes 221 we printed off every page put it on well we have a printer there so i guess i just need to buy 
ink and of 221 sheets of paper. <laughs> Let's say... Um, you don't need to actually give me an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sal, you got to promise us this, though. you got to promise us this much. If, if a huge party comes in and they order, they order a huge order... And, and and you can hear it, you know, you hear it in the background when they're ordering, the, the music is popping, There's it's a huge party, you hear there's tons of people. Th- those people have to get Gronk advice, right? Only if there's 69 of them. We'll have to make a special Rob Gronkowski pizza for them. What, oh, what would be a what special would that Rob be Gronkowski like? pizza? That's, yeah. that's exactly what, that was, that was going to be my question, guys. <laughs> yeah. Red Bull sauce or uh, yeah. Four Loco sauce? Is that... I feel like he would yeah. eat pineapple on his pizza. Oh, for that's sure. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pineapple and uppers. <laughs> See, I feel like it would be a meat lover's pizza. Hold the sauce, hold the cheese. <laughs> but you know how... You know how people like they'll grab a slice of pizza and then they'll fold it up. I feel like he would grab the whole pizza and fold that up and eat it. <laughs> a just new definition of taco like a burrito. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> so serious question now, um, Sal, do you fold your pizza when you eat it? Yeah, I do. So Very nice. Nice. The way to do it. So you're a normal human being. I bet John does not fold his pizza. <laughs> Yeah, I eat mine with a with a fork and a knife. I, I knew it, man. Like I took I knew the, the napkin into my shirt collar. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I used I used yeah. to watch this show on Vice. It was called the Pizza Show. Is this guy I can't like New York or New Jersey or somewhere in that area, and he would just go like all these famous pizza spots and just eat, eat pizza. Like he had the dream job, and I will always remember this one scene where he, like he was folding the pizza and he was showing how like the fold was perfect and how at the end was like a little bit off of the pizza and like the oil was dripping. And it's like this is how you eat a pizza, and that just always stuck in my mind. It's the only way. <laughs> wow. Man, all this pizza talk is making me hungry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you guys say we put some players to these pizzas? Yeah, it's only gonna get worse from here because now we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start really talking. All right, so so what we want to start with here is some advice by the slice from Sal. And uh, so when we get to our advice by the slice, what we're gonna ask you is to evaluate, kind of grade uh, the advice, the the quality of the advice that we're giving by putting it with a particular slice of pizza. Um, See, I've always wanted to be a judge on a food show. So <laughs> yeah, this is this is this just combines everything. Like we just we just somehow need to get some kombucha into this conversation <laughs> and we've got it we've got it all covered, all the bases. But so we're going to ask you first for some advice by the slice Sal, and if you have like a particular piece of pizza that you would put each of these with, we'd love to hear that. If you want to save them for ours, you can do that too. I'll save the pizza recommendations for your guys' nice. advice by the slice. Cool. All right. Here's one thing I love to do with two quarterback ADB is to find the mismatch. Like, what's the one thing that doesn't line up when you're looking at ADP? So, for example, last year over at two QBs, I noticed that there were six quarterbacks who were being drafted in offense where they had at least one running back, one wide receiver, and one tight end drafted inside the top 100 of the two QB ADB. That was Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, Andy Dalton, and our good pal Alex Smith. Five of those six QBs also were being drafted within the top 100. 
and only one obviously wasn't. I'll let you guys guess who that was. <laughs> our, again, our good pal, Alex Smith. Yeah. So my mind was thinking, if Alex Smith is playing in an offense where a running back, a receiver, and a tight end all have these high ADPs, either those players are you know, being overdrafted or the fantasy community is really high on the Chiefs offense, but they're not really valuing the guy throwing the ball properly, yes. who also happened to be the cheapest of the bunch. And so, in my mind, I feel like Alex Smith was being undervalued, but this is something I say every year, so people don't listen to me. <laughs> yeah, it's becoming white noise a little bit, but right. but, but I love that angle. Happened. Right, so we saw what happened last year. When you take up week 16, Alex Smith was the second highest scoring fantasy quarterback. So this year, I decided to do the same thing with the two quarterback ADB we have going on right now. And again, there's six quarterbacks who match that description. Cam Newton... Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, and Eli Manning. So of five of those quarterbacks have an ADB not even inside the top 100, inside the top 70. And there are five of them are being taken with the first 12 quarterbacks being drafted off the board. Then there's Eli Manning, whose overall ADP is 133. He's a QB 27, yet he's playing in an offense where Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham both have top 10 overall ADPs, and Evan Ingram has an overall ADP of 61 as the tight end four. So is it that the Giants are being overrated, or is Eli being ignored in fantasy? Because right now he's being drafted as a low-end QB3, but he's playing in this offense where he just has weapon after weapon after weapon. So I find that it doesn't hurt to take Eli Manning as a late-round flyer and to see what happens, because he's basically... You don't have to worry about starting him every week in your lineup, but you have him as your QB3, and if he does have a great start of the season, you can either insert him into your lineup and trade maybe one of the higher-end guys you selected or trade Eli Manning and just <laughs> reap the reward on the ADP. That's, I find, being kind of you know, not properly valued at the moment. Nice. Okay. I, I love wow. that process. Yeah, it, I mean, we've kind of so, been talking about this lately anyways. But yeah, this is this is crucial. It and it's really simple too, right? It's either if you believe in in Beckham, you believe in Ingram, then you have to believe in Eli Manning. There's no other way for this to work. I totally agree. But Sal, when you draft Eli Manning, how do you deal with Eli face on Sundays? Well, that's great. You just take every single bad photo of him and just caption it with a meme and put it on Twitter done i'm in then <laughs> all right let's let's get one more from you sal and uh we'll, once we get the hang of it we're going to jump in with a with a little bit of our own uh, advice by the slice perfect um so this one will go more to like the newbies to two qb superflex formats and that's don't be afraid to wait on the quarterback position uh, this advice is more geared towards redraft than dynasty um, every year it's getting deeper and deeper. I can list like 20, 22 quarterbacks I'd be okay with rostering in a two-quarterback or super flex league where like the ADPs range from 12 overall to 120 overall. And one thing people may or may not know, I kind of mentioned this a lot in my advice or my analysis, that we had 56 different quarterbacks start last year. And here's a stat nugget. This would this would be the highlight of my pizza box advice if you guys want to take notes for yours later on. <laughs> yeah. um, on it. According, according to uh, Anthony Staggs, who goes by Pyro Stag on Twitter, 43 quarterbacks posted at least one top 12 week in 27, which was three more than the year before. The quarterback position is safe, 
quarterbacks score the most points. There's plenty of viable options in the mid to late rounds. You can afford to skip out on a high-end QB early. Like, I can't make up David Johnson or uh, Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown's production later in the draft. So those players are worth their premium draft cost. But, like, I can make up Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton's or Tom Brady's in the mid to late rounds. We mentioned a lot, but, like, Alex Smith was the fantasy QB2 after being drafted as the QB22 in two quarterback leagues last year. Like, the gap in scoring at the QB position is not that wide compared to the other positions. And here's another um, a stat nugget from uh, Bobby Koch. Um, Casey Keenum, who didn't even have a two QB ADP last season, scored just slightly less than 25 fantasy points than Drew Brees last season. And Drew Brees was going as a QB4 with an overall ADP of 21.6. Yikes. Wow. All right, I don't like that one quite as much. <laughs> <laughs> it's redraft, though, John. It's okay. Yeah, it's redraft. No, that, okay, okay. Now we're good then. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'll put that in big, bold letters on the pizza box. And <laughs> <There you laughs> redraft, John. That's on the pizza box. I like it. So I also like that Case Keenum uh, made a cameo in that, so that helped too. And um, both of those stats I mentioned from Anthony and Bobby are in the two QBs draft guide. Nice. Yeah, you guys are both awesome. They both do awesome work. Yeah, they do. Yeah. All right. So do we have the hang of this, boys? Do we? Can we? Uh, can we jump in with some of our own here and have uh, have Sal attach him to uh, a slice of pizza? I, I think so. Oh, definitely. All right. Let's start with you, James. Okay. So I'm going to start with the uh, the running back position. And as of late, the running back position has seen a little bit of a resurgence, um, especially in if you look at Dynasty ADP, you see running backs going pretty traditionally in the top four picks in Dynasty. And uh, and so the, the running back position is really starting to, to take over. Um, before, it was draft running backs late, draft wide receivers early, they're safer. And over the past two years, we've kind of seen a sway back to where now – Running backs are going earlier. Well, I'm going to be honest. When when people were taking receivers earlier, I would zig rather than zag, and I would take a running back early. Um, I just felt like having one of those few top running backs was really valuable. Well, it looks like the zig is going the other way, and so I'm still zagging. I think that it is more valuable this year to start off taking a top-tiered wide receiver, and that's just because uh, we, we just – we, we see a little bit of a drop-off at the wide receiver position after the first few elite options. So uh, um, that's going to be my thing is that I'm going to wait on running back. And the reason being I'm going to wait on running back is because there is now 21 running back options that now um, have seen a rise in their ADP. Um, so the top 21 picks in average ADP, according to DLF, are going higher than the top 21 running backs were this time last year. So I'm going to wait on running back, and I'm going to go wide receiver heavy. Um, so, Sal, with that strategy and with that information in mind, what kind of pizza would you put that information next to? So if we're going based on the pizzas that we sell at our pizzeria, I'd say you have a very – solid handle on like reading the ADP and just kind of seeing what's going back and forth every year. Like you don't get swayed by 
<clears throat> let's say like an extreme form of drafting. And so one thing I found, one thing my mom found at the pizzeria is a lot of people, like when they think of pizza in Canada, it's like pepperoni and cheese, pepperoni and cheese. We didn't have a pepperoni and cheese pizza. So she took um, a pizza, she put pepperoni, different types of cheeses, and instead of calling it pepperoni and cheese pizza, she called it the Canadiana pizza. So I'm going to give you the Canadiana pizza. Very nice. Okay, I think I'll take that. What do you guys think? What do you What do you gentlemen think? The Canadiana pizza? You guys having a slice? I would try it, but I don't understand. I would assume it it had Canadian bacon on it. I'll uh, I'll add Canadian bacon as an option for you. Nice. All right. Cool. Oh, that actually sounds <laughs> really good. Yeah. Yeah, John. I'm assuming that you're going to have a slice of this, right, Mister Late Running Backs? Wait on running backs, right? Uh, yeah, you know I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, especially right. with some Canadian bacon along with those early wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I, I gotta tell you what, I'm pretty pleased with that. I'm I'm uh I'm outswatering a little bit thinking of that that delicious pizza pie. So I'm 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 okay with it. I'm okay with it. Well, what do you what about you, Travis? You got uh, you got the next option here. Yeah, so I actually went a completely different direction with this first one. Um Sal, so I was just gonna give you a player. And kind of get your take on that player and what kind of pizza you think he is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what are, what are your feelings on Auden Tate? Garlic and oregano. That sounds delicious. That, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Is that what third string tight end? I'm going to say no because I don't know what a third string tight end would eat on their pizza, but it's what I think a third tight end should eat on their pizza. Oh, beautiful. Oh, gotta, wow. like, like you want to eat the pizza, but it's a healthy pizza, so you can kind of shed the weight and you know just be uh, quicker on the field, which we find on Twitter lately. It's like fantasy football weight Twitter hashtag. <laughs> Everyone's talking he about definitely needs to be... He definitely needs to be quicker, so that's probably a good one for him. Um, that's it. That's that's all for my first one. I'm gonna shove that slice down your throat, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have some modern day pizza, sir. It's gonna happen. I just want to be on the record that Sal agrees with me. So I know that's right. Uh, all right, John, save us, <laughs> save us. All right, so I I kind of did a little of both on this. So mine's definitely geared towards a player. Um, but some definite advice on that player. So here we go. No Dez, no problem. Fantasy players are scared of Dak Prescott without number 88 catching his passes, so much so that he's being drafted as quarterback 19 and falling to the eighth round in 2QB leagues, according to 2QB.com ADP. A healthy Tyron Smith... And new weapons, Alan Hearns and Michael Gallup gives Dak strong protection and a more diverse arsenal of weapons. Get ready for a top 10 QB season from Dak as he cements himself as the new face of the franchise in Dallas. See, like, if I saw that on a, a pizza box, I'd ask for a second one. Nice. Nice. Okay, a buy one, awesome. get one for John. <laughs> nice. I'm going to give – we have uh, – one pizza we call it the Primavera sixty one special because it has every single type of meat. I'm gonna I'm giving you that one. That's that was the top nice. Does wow, it does a particularly nice. meaty one, huh? <laughs> Love it. Man, you weighed that out well, John. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm I might even have a slice of that pizza, even though I'm 
I don't know that I was so so high on Dak. That that pizza starting to look a whole lot better to me. Very nice. <laughs> nice. See, Dak, Dak's looking better as a fantasy option based on the type of pizza he comes with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're not drafting for his ADP. We're drafting for how good the pizza tastes. Yeah. People are really going to start That's looking at me at my draft when, <laughs> when my mouth starts watering when someone nominates Dak Prescott. I'm just going to tell you, people are going to look at me like, like I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a madman. But we've got a very Pavlovian thing going here. It's kind of cool, <laughs> guys. FFstatistics.com, aka the Google of fantasy football, is live, and every stat you need to make roster decisions from the draft through the championship is all here in the massive database at FFstatistics.com. Weekly fantasy points per game, career fantasy finishes, redraft ADP, coaching tendencies, QB targets, defensive patterns. It's a stocked warehouse of fantasy stats. And now you can gain the ultimate advantage with a premium membership for the 2018 season. With the start-sit tool, redraft trade analyzer, defensive data, and weekly updates to player consistency and weekly scoring. Go to ffstatistics.com and sign up for a premium membership for access to these game-changing tools. Memberships are $1 per week, $5 per month, or $10 for the entire year. So you can't afford not to get your membership and prepare for total domination of your fantasy leagues. That's at ffstatistics underscore on Twitter and ffstatistics.com for your analytical advantage. All right, so let's go through this again, and we'll each do another one. Yeah, yeah, I got another one. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and weigh this out. I, I actually have a player, too, and uh, it's Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb has, in in his career, he's had three seasons where he's seen over 100 targets. In those three seasons, he's averaged 1,023 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. Randall Cobb is going to be the number two wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers this year. Um, Jimmy Graham has shown that he can be an excellent red zone threat, but I don't know that he's much else. Randall Cobb, in my opinion, is being severely underdrafted. I see Randall Cobb as a mid-range to high-end wide receiver, too. What do you think, Sal? Is that, uh, does that get a, a decent pizza, or, uh, or is that going to be attached to, uh, to another garlic and oregano thing? I find that the advice was balanced. It was quick and to the <laughs> point with statistical analysis baked into it. I'm going to give you what we call our uh, second most popular pizza, Quattro Stagione, which means four seasons, which is our most balanced pizza on the menu. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. What do you guys nice. think? You guys having a nice balanced balanced uh, pizza, a slice of this Randall Cobb here? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I would way rather have something that's completely off balance with just tons of meat, but yeah, balanced works too. I, I see what you're going at, John. Yeah, yours was better. All right, I get it. You know, I get it. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm still glowing. Some some of these Packer fans might need like double cheese on this thing, but but the balance. I'm I'm feeling the balance. What do you think, Travis? You having a slice of this? Yeah, man. I'm 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 buying the Randall Cobb pizza for sure. Nice. Okay. All right. Very good. He's going really late. He is, he is, and and that's yeah. the thing is that you know based on his ADP, it just it, it feels like uh, feels like he's 
destined to return on on investment. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy with that pizza too, John. So, uh, what do you okay. think, Travis? You're you're up next, man. What what uh, what do you got? Before we get into the next pizza box advice, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, please do. No. <laughs> okay, you're, you're excluded from the pizza part. <laughs> Just because we're on the topic of Randall Cobb, what is your guys' thoughts on having two receivers from the same offense on your fantasy team? So, like, for example, in this case, Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams. Ooh. Yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I, I think there are a few teams that can support um, two wide receivers being being good fantasy options. I think Green Bay is one of them. Um, I, I wouldn't totally disdain having Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb on the same same team. Um, I think it's interesting, though. I mean, I don't know that every week they're both a play. I think there are going to be some weeks when they have a tough matchup and you're really going to have to see what cornerback is going to be playing them and kind of look at the numbers and analyze, you know, which which play might be better that week. But for the most part, I think I'd be okay with it on that offense. There's a, only a few offenses I'd, I think I'd be okay with it on. The other, uh, you know, another one I'd, I'd be okay owning Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. Um, I think I'd be okay owning. Well, I, I I'm not I'm not an advocate of jo- Josh Gordon, but um, I think I would be okay if I got Josh Gordon at a value, owning him and Jarvis Landry um, as as an owner on my fantasy team. So there, there's a few offenses I think I'd be okay with it on, but I'm assuming that I'm gonna get some resistance on this from the other guys. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't mind Cobb and Adams, you know, based on the discrepancy in their ADP. You know, at that point I'm okay with it. It's like who else are you going to get other than Randall Cobb at that point? And you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to pass on him for a guy who's far inferior just to make sure that I'm not stacking too many guys on the same team. But no, I, like Thielen and Diggs, I would not want those guys on the same team partly because of what you have to do to get them. But I, I also, I don't know, I feel like those two in particular are going to cannibalize each other. Adams and Cobb, I'm, I'm okay with that one. And, you know, in, in like in Scott Fishbowl, we kind of talked about this, um, and Travis made a really good point. When, when I was on the clock trying to decide between Devontae Adams and, you know, a handful of other guys, and I already had Aaron Rodgers on on roster, but you know the, at that point it makes sense to kind of stack them because I mean against 900 other teams you've got or 899 other teams sorry you've got to you know you've got to go for high upside and uh, so at at that point it makes sense to me. But in a normal 12 team league, I don't think I would want to do it. You know I would feel too much like only one of these guys has you know, the, the startable upside for me each week. And I don't know for sure which one it's going to be. And I'm probably going to get it wrong more times than not. And I don't like that. Yeah. I, I will say, I think I, that that's pretty much the point I was going to make is I'm okay. There's a difference between rostering them and starting them. If they're, if you're starting both of these guys every week, I think it kind of limits your upside. Um, just, I mean, if, if one of them goes off, what are the chances the other one is also going to go off? Whereas you could have put a different player in that slot that has a higher chance of having, you know, two players go off in the same week. Um, so I think it just limits you a little bit. I'm more okay with rostering players from the same team in Dynasty, though, for sure. Like, I'll happily have Cobb and Adams in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, as far as starting them week to week, I think I'm on the same page there. So what do you think, Sale? Where where are you at on it? I'm I'm with you. It, it's not a strategy that I'm going into every draft like, oh, I want this guy and this guy on the same team. But it all really depends on cost. And when you look at like the ADPs of Devonta Adam and Rod- <clears throat> Randall Cobb, it's like a 80 or 90 pick difference between the two. And they're both in an offense helmed by Aaron Rodgers, high powered. I also liked your point of how you said, like, you're looking at, like, the wide receiver cornerback matchups. You're looking at, like, who has higher upside every week. Is my upside going to be capped? It's, like, it's one thing to, like, draft and roster both guys, but it's also another thing to start both every week. So I think it's the type of thing where you're doing your weekly research. Like, is this, like, um, a high-projected game? Uh, who are they opponents? Or do they both go have, like, really good cornerback matchups? Or does, like, one guy have a good one and the other guy is, like, it's going to be a tough one. So, like, I'm of the opinion where I don't mind having two similar guys, like two similar players at the same position on my team. But it doesn't mean I'm going to start them every week together. Nice, nice. So that See, John, that's brings better up than another having question. the best pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. So I just feel like, like Sal, is how comfortable would you be midseason starting Randall Cobb over Devontae Adams? I just don't envision a situation when you're going to bench Adams for Cobb, even right. if the cornerback matchups don't look good. And I mean, you're you're going to default. I think most people would default to start your stud in that situation. And you know, I just I don't mean you're going to you're going to miss more often than you're going to hit. I think. But I don't think that's the proper question. I don't think is it. Are you going to start Randall Cobb over Devonte Adams? Is it? Are you going to start Randall Cobb, who you drafted as like a WR3 or WR4 over like another wide receiver three or wide receiver four option? Okay, fair enough. Now that you hurt my feelings, Sal, <laughs> let me ask you a question. <laughs> um, so, so Kenneth Dixon and the Ra- the Ravens backfield basically uh, right now. Alex Collins is going at pick 404, and Kenneth Dixon is going in the 13th round. And so my my thought basically is I'm probably going to have no Alex Collins and I'm probably going to have a lot of Kenneth Dixon. I know John is shaking in his boots over there yeah. with me with me agreeing with his Kenneth Dixon take. This is awesome. Um, this is a big day. But, for but me. I just can't. Yeah, I can't see the 404 80 for Alex Collins running back 19. I mean, this is a guy that was cut by I think a couple teams a couple times and comes back and and yeah he looked great last year but he had five RB1 games and he had nine games where he was outside the top 24 running backs Kenneth Dixon's healthy this year he's coming in he's already been cleared for training camp in week one um what are your thoughts on the the Ravens backfield and what kind of pizza are we getting here yeah I mean I think it's always one of those situations where if you're undecided on the starter and you're trying to figure out if he's worth his early round ADP is like the basic advice is draft the guy who's cheapest. So in this situation, you mentioned Kenneth Dixon and I'm looking at their two QB ADP right now. And Alex Collins is like 60 overall where Kenneth Dixon is 182 overall, but a name that's not on that list is Javoris Allen. I've always been a big Buck Allen fan and he don't even have to pay a price to get him. So the way I'd be playing that backfield 
if especially if it's like half PPR or full PPR, is just to take Allen after Collins and Dixon are being drafted. But if I have to choose between Alex Collins and Kenneth Dixon, I think I'd just wait later on to get Kenneth Dixon because I, f- I feel like there's other players in like a more secure role going around Alex Collins' ADB that I would rather have. Yeah, yeah totally agree. I don't know how much love I have for Buck Allen, but I agree with the, the latter half of that statement. <laughs> and so now I have to give a pizza to this advice, eh? Oh, yeah. uh, Make it good, because remember, you hurt my feelings earlier. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with our uh, our quattro formaggi, which is basically four cheese. So we have a different type of cheese for every different type of Ravens running back we talked about. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sal, is one of the cheeses feta cheese by chance? That is an option. We do have it as oh. an extra topping. Oh, you get okay. to pick the four? No, on this this one specifically, it's mozzarella, provolone, parmesan, and asiago. But if you want to add a fifth cheese, we do have feta as an option. Nice. That sounds amazing. Yeah, actually. I mean, you guys are more than welcome to come by the pizza place. I'll, I'll, I will personally cook the pizza for you and write the fantasy advice on the box. Oh, nice. Man, that's super tempting. How... I'm going to go Google map how far Ontario is <laughs> from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Well, you guys all go to Wisconsin and then drive from there. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, guys, come yeah. meet me here and then that'd we'll be, drive from that'd here. That'd be a fun road trip with these guys. Yeah, just me go. and Travis just yelling at each other. And... <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know how fun that would actually be. <laughs> you guys right. are yelling at each other over running backs versus receiver and I'm trying to drive. Stop it. Come on, guys. It's enough. Uh, all right so speaking of that i'm gonna do my last advice by the slice here and uh travis is gonna hate this one and that's kind of the point of doing it unfortunately though sal is also (laughs) going to really hate this one and i knew that when i wrote it but i just i couldn't pass up the opportunity all right knowing that eric ebron sucks You've already discredited yourself. I already like this. Okay. <laughs> and that Andrew Luck heavily favorites the tight end, heavily targets the tight end position. Jack Doyle rules your late round tight end needs. Doyle was the tight end seven last year with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. And now he gets Luck back to go along with a new offensive minded head coach who has produced a tight end one in all four seasons as an offensive coordinator. Two of those four seasons, it was a top three tight end. He's being drafted as tight end 17, also according to 2QBs.com's ADP. And 148th overall, behind guys like Mike Mike Jasicki. Rookie tight ends do nothing, by the way. Tyler Eifert and Jordan Reed, guys who are, you know, if you're lucky, they're going to be on the field for half the season among others no need to reach but clean up on stud running backs and wide receivers early and take a chance on doyle in the 12th or 13th round i feel there was like a little bit of spiciness to your take 
<laughs> like I definitely been... let the the first part of that linger. <laughs> like you've been trying to get people on the Jack Doyle bandwagon like all off season and no one's listening. To you. <laughs> so you're just kind of like bitter and just needed to just like let that loose. <laughs> I'm gonna give you our Vesuvio pizza, which is like our hot spicy pizza. It comes with hot salami and cracked chili peppers on top. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, definitely some sizzle take. And uh, that's so, so undeserving of that delicious sounding pizza. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you ordered this pizza, John, and you just assumed that uh, that I was going to have a couple slices and I was going to pitch in. Yeah. Just like you're assuming that Andrew Luck is going to be there and he's going to oh, be healthy. And so and so I'm, I'm against it, too, man. I'm with I'm with Travis. OK, I, I, and, again, and so he, here, I, don't, I don't like it again. He was tight end seven with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback. So, either well, yeah, way, he's, that, he's you know, pretty solid you, either way. And that's the thing is that like you know if you would have asked me or if you would have sold it a different way like you know Brissett might still be there if you would have asked me if I wanted a slice oh, then gotcha. I would have chipped in but this is on principle alone John this is on <laughs> principle alone I'm not I, I I'm looking at the pizza and I want some but I'm not hmm. going to eat it just on principle alone oh, but okay take, I'll take the win to, any any way I can get it to counter <laughs> to counterpoint that are we sure that Andrew Luck is better than Jacoby Brissett. Ooh, Uh-oh. yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did not see that part coming. Oh, Sal, you're my favorite. You're you are, exactly. And, James and not to loves fact, Jacoby Brissett. Are, so. are we totally positive that Andrew Luck is going to to use the tight end more than Jacoby Brissett did? Because he targeted the tight end position an awful lot. Yeah, I don't know who I else think he's we, gonna we're getting throw away to. from the we're getting away from the argument here, which is is he going to use the worst tight end or the better tight end? Man, maybe this is the better one. It's going to be Eric Ebron. I thought Eric Soup was injured. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I think what? I actually they just had a blurb. I think that he didn't they didn't they say he was healthy? Eric Swoop. Nobody hmm. crickets. Yeah, <laughs> I think. No. What, um, what what's what's Roto World? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like just saying that just got me ostracized from the industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next headline is going to be they don't have Roto World in Canada. So let's, uh, Sal. Do you have one more advice by the slice for us before we let we uh, let you go? Yes, I do, and I think it's the most important piece of advice I'm going to give anybody listening. Nice. Here we go. If you play in a 2QB or Superflex league, you need to purchase a copy of the 2QBs.com 2QB Superflex Draft Guide, which you can find at http colon backslash backslash 2QBs.com backslash product backslash 2018-2QB-draft-guide. I said that whole URL because I found it pretty funny how people would always mention how I would write out the whole URL on my fantasy advice. (laughs) That is pretty awesome. And um, as, a, as a bonus to people that don't want to buy the draft guide, um, whenever you see a two quarterback or super flex trade poll question on Twitter, the answer is usually the quarterback. Oh, so true. That so is true. so true. Right on the heels of an absolute clinic in marketing. So that was that was strong. I don't know what uh, what would you say is just your favorite pizza, Sal? Um, well, I'm a vegetarian. So I like one that doesn't have cheese. It comes with like fresh tomatoes instead of tomato sauce. And just like a bunch of vegetables like mushroom, olives, artichoke, 
I'm pretty basic when it comes to uh, pizza. Nice. So I think I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but that <laughs> sounds not. like salad and breadsticks. <laughs> There's a reason why Olive Garden is still in existence. Yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? That sounds delicious. It it's almost true. sounds it almost sounds like an Auden Tate pizza. I'm oh. just gonna say. I'm just gonna say. It almost sounds a little bit. Like an it does pizza. because it's imitating a pizza. It's not actually a pizza. Audentate <laughs> is imitating a wide receiver. <laughs> uh, nicely done. Travis, you got sauce <laughs> on your beard, man. Go go clean yourself up. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all a little saucy today. Um, Sal, are you a pizza purist? That was a little off topic, but how do you feel about like pizzas with like white sauce and uh, peanut butter pizza and stuff like that? Um, we used to have a dessert pizza with, uh, we had one with peanut butter and jelly, and we had another one with Nutella and bananas. Um, Nutella one was actually pretty good. We do have a pizza with, like, Alfredo sauce. We actually call it the Pizza Bianca, which means white pizza. Um, so, <laughs> I, I'm, when it comes to food, I'm willing to try anything at least once. Because how am I supposed to know if I like it or not? So, a pizza with white sauce does not offend you? It does not, no. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to let you go and uh, let you uh, get off to bed so you can start prepping, dreaming about the uh, advice for the slice that you're going to be distributing throughout the greater Ontario area all day tomorrow. But we really want to thank you for your time, man, and uh, can't wait to have you back on. Really appreciate it. Is the next podcast going to be strictly an Auden Tate podcast? Because I have to check my schedule to see if I'm available. <laughs> or, you know, every one of our podcasts is an Auden Tate podcast. You. <laughs> yeah, no, but I do appreciate you guys having me on. It's really fun to like. I, whenever I come on a podcast, I always mention how I don't go on too many podcasts, but I usually have a good time when I am on one. Nice. Well, you yeah, you come awesome. on. Man. Yeah, you've always got a spot here. And uh, also, thanks again for the for the copy of the uh, of the draft guide that we get to give away to one lucky listener. So, thanks for that, and thanks for your time, Sal. Really appreciate it. Perfect. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. You too. You too, you too man. Sal. Thanks. So good to talk with our buddy Sal. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up for this week. And as we do so, we'll ask you for a quick favor to please follow the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, and give us a rating and a review if you would as well. Your ratings help us improve our content and our reach so we can involve more people in the conversation and touch on more topics that are meaningful to you, the listener. In the vein of listener interaction, first of all, send us your trades on Twitter at SuperFlexShow. And also, as we mentioned earlier, you can also send us some questions for our 50th episode and first anniversary which is coming up next week, and I've got to unveil for you our very special guests on that episode, bringing back the original co-hosts of the Superflex Super Show back when it was called something totally different. First of all, Jake Anderson from DLF at NFL Draft Talker and the absolute guru in creating those avies for you. And then Addison Hayes from ffstatistics.com, the creator of the biggest database for fantasy football statistics and analytics out there. Those guys are going to rejoin the show, and they're going to help us answer your listener questions. So fire those at us, 
And again, question of the week wins that free copy of the 2QBs slash Superflex draft guide. But in the meantime, follow us at Superflex Show. Keep sending us those trade polls. We can retweet them, help you get more votes, more comments, more interactions all around, and possibly even bring them here on the podcast from time to time. You can also follow Travis at TravisNFL. James is at underscore James the Brain. I'm at Superflex Dude. Check out that DLF Family of Podcasts mega feed for access to all of the great podcasts on DLF. Thank you to DLF for sharing that to the entire DLF family of podcasts and the DLF staff for all of the love and support. Thank you to Heart and Soul Radio for the song The Addiction that we use as our intro and outro music. Thanks again to Sal Stefanelli for coming on and for giving us that draft guide that we can give away to one lucky listener. And above all else, thank you to each and every one of you for listening. Until next week, stay sexy and super flexy. Bye. Basically, all your—that's what the draft guide is, right? It's um, yeah, Twitter poll question. Twitter poll. Yeah. <laughs> Two hundred and twenty-one Twitter poll questions, <laughs> and it's the same question over and over again. Like, will you draft Alex Smith in the first round? Yes or yes. <laughs> that's something that I would really buy if I didn't have to read it. If I could listen to it. <laughs> An audiobook version of Twitter poll questions. Just about Alex Smith. Yeah. yeah <laughs> That's yeah. my favorite part. I, I legitimately would buy that. Like if it was if it was just Sal talking for two hundred and twenty one pages about Alex Smith. Yeah, that That's I would do That's it. <laughs> well, There's I definitely a this. niche market for that. <laughs> I bought this uh, children's book on Amazon because every once in a while I'll just go on like Amazon or eBay or Etsy and type in Alex Smith just to see what pops up. <laughs> and this children's book came up about like following your dreams and how like it was him and his friend like he wanted to be a quarterback and his friend wanted to be a pilot and his friend had like really bad grades and then they got like torn apart like he went to a different school and they didn't meet till like they were adults and then all of a sudden like he's a quarterback and his friend's a pilot and they achieved their dreams and i'm like i have to buy this book wow, <laughs> wow. And it was actually so, like, alex smith fantastic. It, yeah he co well i don't know if he co-wrote it but he has a co-writing credit with the author and wow. so, like, <laughs> one day i just want to like read that book on periscope or something <laughs> oh, that'd yes. be so awesome <laughs> Okay, just read it right now, and we'll publish it separately as a, as a bonus episode. <laughs> I'll take episode. <laughs> and then just conveniently delete this episode.